Welcome to the Being Human Podcast, the podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate through the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm your host, Chris Lewis, and on today's episode, I'll be discussing the topic of recognizing pain in strangers. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome back. On today's episode, I'm going to start out with a quote by author Richard Grannon. He writes, But then I reasoned. How willing have I been to see how much pain there is within other people? When have I looked beyond the surface for other people's pain? Sure, if I had a friend or we were um, close or they had a problem, I would happily listen to their problems for hours. But that's different. When was the last time any of us really looked to see how much pain a stranger was in? So I've been reading this book for quite some time. I've taken a break from the book, even for an extended period of time, and I picked it up today where I left off. And this was one of the quotes that really kind of was poignant, really just jabbed at the heart, kind of yanked the heart a little bit, the strings of the heart. And um, I was like, you know what? I really should kind of think and work through that, you know, and... um yeah, so I felt like, you know, what 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 are the reasons like that we typically um, don't look for pain in other people? Because as we're approaching the Christmas season, right, or we're in the Christmas season and we're approaching Christmas Day, um, today's Sunday, next Sunday's Christmas, and this will be the last episode that I record before Christmas. And and there's so many people that are just going through a real hard time, real real pain, real suffering, real anxieties, real depression, and it's just, it's got to be, gosh, and people who are going through that, you know, and have to do that alone sometimes or, because one of the things too, is when people are hurting and suffering, they don't typically like to share or open up, you know, about those topics, you know, maybe they're avoiding it, or maybe they're just not comfortable talking about certain things. But it's pretty interesting when, because I've had this happen to me, I've man, years ago, um, there was just a guy who was walking past my truck as I was delivering packages. And and I saw him and say, hey, man, like, how are you doing? You know, and he's like, not good. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, hey, um, tell me about it. You know, I want to hear about it, right? And and he proceeded to tell me what was going on in his life. You know, there was a lot of drama and a lot of issues going on. And, and um, you know, I think of that kind of situation, you know, where, you know, I could have maybe avoided the situation. You know, maybe I could have just acted like I didn't see him or maybe if he, I could have responded with some kind of retort where it was like, oh, you know, well, I hope you have a better one, you know, or whatever, you know. But instead of, you know, and I'm not trying to bolster who I am and talk highly of myself. I'm just saying that's one example. But there's been other times, right, where I've seen the look in people's eyes. I can't think of it explicitly, but I know that I have because we're all guilty of this is knowing someone's going through a hard time, but almost avoiding the situation. And I was kind of trying to figure out why the avoidance, like why would we, you know, if we're aware of it, why would we avoid it? You know, and one of the things was uh, the fear of responsibility. Look at if we observe pain in another, perhaps we'll feel obligated to ask how they're doing, right? So if you see someone going through something, there's going to be this like sense of responsibility, like, oh man, I got to ask this person how they're doing. And it's just, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd really, you know, so we choose to ignore them, whether sometimes it's consciously, I would say even sometimes, some, sometimes subconsciously where we just kind of do this intuitively. And then afterwards we're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. 
You know, I think there's situations like that as well. I also think that there's a fear of uncertainty. So since we have no idea what a stranger is going through, because we are talking about strangers here. I need to reiterate that. I think I didn't emphasize that, but we're talking about people we don't know. People we just, maybe we run into them at the grocery store, you know, as we're waiting in line and we're in a long line and, or, or maybe you're shopping for Christmas and you're in line with a lot of different people, but we, we often tend to just avoid any kind of conversations many times, right? So uh, again, the fear of uncertainty. Since we have no idea what a stranger is going through or who they are, there's no way to determine beforehand the direction the conversation may go, right? So we end up not engaging in the conversation. We don't risk that, right? We we're, we just play it safe, and we just avoid we avoid the situation, and we don't engage the conversation, even though perhaps you may recognize someone's really going through something, and. Heck, if you're one of those people that engages that kind of conversation, I applaud you. I mean, because sometimes we don't all meet that. We don't always meet that with a, a welcome. <laughs> you know, we we tend to avoid or or not engage the conversation. The third thing that I kind of noticed, and and by the way, the reason why I'm able to kind of point out these different um, these different issues of avo- avoidance is because I've done them and I tend to do them sometimes, even as someone who's very extroverted and very much so just loves having conversations with a lot of different people. I'm just as guilty of doing this as well. So this is really me introspectively analyzing myself and kind of the proclivities that I can, I can have in these types of situations with strangers and obviously, I'm talking about adults here. I'm not talking about kids. Kids, you know, you ought not to really talk to strangers. I mean, it's just, that's a different story. I'm talking about us adults. Hopefully, we're adults and we're adults that are growing and learning and making mistakes. And hopefully, we can learn from them. So, the last one is the fear of vulnerability. So, if we ask how they're doing and a stranger opens up with genuine sincerity, then it'll be incumbent upon us to provide empathy, compassion, and perhaps... Um, I just don't want to invest my time, right? You know, we time is very limited, right? And sometimes we can perceive these types of experiences as time wasters. So we choose to pretend to not notice and then we move on with our lives, right? Because God forbid we get slowed down, we get bogged down by somebody else's problems, right? And that's also another thing to kind of think about too that's not in my notes is um, we, gosh, man, it's, you know, we have enough problems in our own lives, right? Where we can be struggling and really going through something hard in our in our own lives, and and so when someone talks about their problems or issues, um, maybe we maybe we'll experience some kind of burden by it, right? Be overwhelmed by it or whatnot. And sometimes, admittedly, something that I do is I like to ask people about their problems in order to avoid my own, right? That's that's kind of something that's an unhealthy behavior in my life, but. I'm just being honest with you about it. And so we have the fear of vulnerability, the fear of uncertainty, and the fear of responsibility. And I purposefully picked out these themes of fear, right? Because oftentimes that's usually, gosh, that's usually what what affects us the most is our fears. That's what inhibits us from actually living life, I would say, many times. You know, Initially, like I've talked about in this podcast, even starting this podcast or expressing myself creatively, it's just, it, there's a lot of fear behind it, right? But there's also fears of interaction, insecurities and doubts. And maybe I, gosh, maybe I'll make this person's life worse, you know, God forbid. I mean, that could, that, I could very well be that person too, you know? And 
I have my good days and I have my bad days, right? And we just hope that we have more good ones than bad ones. But um, so going back kind of to the quote, even he says, um, I reasoned, like he talks about how willing have I been, right? And I think that's the key word. He talks, how willing have I been to see the pain um, there is within other people? And I think it really does come down to that, as uh, Richard Grandin's pointing out, is that it has to do with willingness, right? Which actually comes from, not from fear, it comes from a, a genuine place of love, right? I would dare say a love for humanity, a love just to, to see someone who's suffering and be willing to engage that, be willing to enter into that, into their suffering. And if you can, maybe lift them up or maybe just listen to them, right? So I kind of got three things that I was kind of, well, what, like, what possible principles could I apply to myself and something that I could, you know, take, you know, take out into the world with me? And one was be open to noticing pain in others and be willing to act upon it. So it obviously takes a willingness. You have to be willing to even observe that, which means you have to be present, right? And I think a lot of us get stuck in our own heads, myself included. I get stuck in my own head. I get stuck in my own drama. I get stuck in my own mess, my own problems. And I don't really notice the world around me. You know, sometimes I drive, when I'm driving to work, it's about a half hour drive for me. And I sometimes I'll catch myself looking around at other cars as we're at a stoplight. And I just, sometimes I see people just looking straight ahead. You know, I get it. We're at a stoplight. Probably should keep our eyes on the lights. Safety first, right? I get it. But it's almost like we're just stuck. Like we're all stuck at this light. We're all just sitting here. And, but we just don't notice sometimes, you know, you look out the window and there's this, this, these birds flying in the air, just hovering in the air. And it's just this beautiful sight or it's raining and just really enjoying the sound of the rain or, or even the smell of the rain as it's hitting the asphalt. Right. And there's just so many things that we just get so caught up in our own heads and our own issues that we don't really pay attention. We're not really present. And so I think even before being open, right, to noticing pain in others and being willing to act on it, we have to learn how to live presently. We have to learn how to be here in this moment. We need to just, as my friend Jason always says, we need to just be, right? We just need to be. That's it. And when we can live in that moment, it's, it's truly a divine experience to be present, to, to not have your mind wandering and going everywhere else. And I think it's in that present experience that we'll, we will notice when somebody's heart is 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 heavy right we'll notice it in their in their eyes we'll notice it in their body language we'll notice it in their disposition the way they carry themselves their tonality as they speak we'll notice something that's going on in their lives if we would but just live presently and be willing to notice those things secondly i like this is for me shrugging the fears inhibiting the ability to be empathetic and vulnerable you know there's a lot of things that inhibit us from this and it's a it's it's a real struggle for human beings right to be empathetic to actually to to cry with those who cry to 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 laugh with those who laugh right is is a celebration you know and but in those sad moments as well you know it's tough for people because it can take an emotional toll on you truly there's been moments where I've, you know, I've talked with with people who weren't necessarily in the best situations, you know, and they've opened up to me and, and they'd started crying. I and they made me start crying. And I was just 
very connected. Like I said, I'm not bolstering myself. I'm just giving you examples of things where I remember the, these are memories in my, they're etched in my brain. And I remember in that moment thinking like, I was just so sad. I just felt so bad because all this guy wanted was somebody to listen, to share something with somebody and reaffirm that he still has, he still has purpose and meaning on this planet. And, and that's a big deal to provide somebody that you, you have qualities and you are unique. It's so unique and you have so much to contribute to society, so much good to give to the world. And a lot of times it's fear. It's fear that inhibits us, inhibits that ability to be empathetic and vulnerable, to be truly ourselves, right? Vulnerability requires honesty, requires truth, your truth. It requires who you are naturally, your proclivities, your inclinations, the way that you are, your personality, your sense of humor, everything that makes you beautiful, that makes me beautiful, right? Every, all those things, like those are unique contributors to the common good of society. Those are things that we have to give creatively, you know, for better or for worse. Sometimes it's the worst thing. Sometimes we have a lot of bad things that we contribute to society as well. But all I'm trying to say is that we need to learn, I need to learn how to shrug off these fears that inhibit the ability to be empathetic and vulnerable, to truly be myself and to truly be empathetic toward others as well. And uh, I think my last point here was even treat others like fellow humans deserving of love and respect. Look at there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people, you know, who, myself included, who could be ignorant, could be stupid, could be foolish, can do some very destructive, evil things in the world. But even though that's the case, even though you know that person's an Ebenezer Scrooge or somebody who's just vindictive and conniving, it's like, but even then, I get it. We need to set some boundaries here. I get it. Like you don't always want to be perpetually abused by somebody, but the point is even then they're still human beings. And a lot of those issues, a lot of those problems develop from childhood, develop from their life experiences, things that have made them bitter and contemptuous and, and just corrupted by jealousy, envy, and whatever ugliness is in the world, right? Greed and, and, uh, and just avarice, right? So there's a lot of, but they're still human beings, even if they don't have the self-awareness to recognize those issues and those problems, and they haven't dealt with the trauma or the hurt or the pain that they've experienced throughout their life. The reality is, is they're still human beings and they deserve love and respect be, simply because they're human. So that would be, yeah, the third point. And I'm trying to keep this a little bit shorter. So let's go ahead on to just at, by word of encouragement, right? As we, as we're approaching the holiday season, as families are gathering together, as presents are being given, as people are celebrating the holidays, you know, just as a word of encouragement, there are many people who are suffering all around us. We, we can't, we mustn't be afraid to engage those who are going through a hard time. And you literally can be a lifesaver, right? You can literally, I don't mean the candy, legitimately, you can save someone's life sometimes just by listening to their story, just by providing them a hug, letting them know that they're loved and that they're cared and they have, they're cared for and they have meaning and they have purpose and they have something to contribute to the common good of the world. And also another encouragement would be to let's, let's be vulnerable and let's be willing to share life's difficulties with strangers. You never know whose life you might radically change. Heck, it might just be your own. You just, you'll never know if you don't risk, if you don't embrace all, all that life has to give. So 
Like I said earlier, I'm not saying to not have healthy boundaries, but rather to not allow fear to impose its effect on our ability to be a force for good in the world. And I think that's about as good as it could get, you know? So this is a way, this is just, hopefully this is an encouragement to overcome the fear, um, uh, the fears that inhibit us from recognizing the pain in strangers and being, being willing to engage in that and being willing to help or just, just being willing to listen. Sometimes people just need, it's very cathartic for some people. There's a lot of healing that can occur if we would just lend an ear and just listen to what's going on in somebody's life. Like I said before, you never know who you might save. You never know who you might help. You never know. This might be the conversation that gives them some purpose and meaning to live another day. So this is going to be, yeah. So yeah, this is the last episode before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Um, I'll be back uh, next week with, um, you know, I don't know, New Year stuff or whatnot. But anyways, the point being is... um, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. You know, happy whatever, happy holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. Just enjoy it with some family and friends. And if you see strangers on the road, that you see the pain in their eyes, you see the pain in their body, you see the pain they're experiencing. Don't be afraid to reach out and give a welcoming hand. So I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening.